Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the one, the only, no other pod. No other. Jimmy? No other, that's right. That means there is no other. This is the only pod. Uh, the show. I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. Dan, what is up? What's up, man? Coming in, ready to talk about another victory. That's pretty exciting, right? Yes, sir. It is. It's an especially exciting week to be a Sporting KC fan because we got a, a a couple of games to, to talk about. We got some midweek action, and we get the big news about Peter Vermees signing a contract extension. So, yes, not a bad time to be a Sporting KC fan. We've definitely got some things to talk about. Um, for starters, that song you heard right at the beginning, that was Radke, a local St. Joseph, Missouri band. That song is called Cat and Mouse. Go check out their stuff. And while I'm at it, dude, I don't know if you've checked our uh, podcast ratings and reviews, but we, we got some nice stuff that was said about us. Do you know this? Yes, sir. Okay. Tell me about so, it. So I'm going to tell you. First of all, guys, if you haven't, Made it over to the podcast page. Head on over there right now for us. Leave us a rating and review. Five stars is always appreciated. We might even read your stuff on the air if it makes us feel sappy like these did. Uh, Check this out. First of all, this one was short and sweet from KMH79. Always love to hear these guys discuss the most recent match and other MLS happenings. Okay, short and sweet. That's all you got to write as a review. That's not bad. That's not too tough. (laughs) But this one... I kind of dug this. If you're a Sporting KC fan, this is from Mark W14, by the way, there's not a better pod you can listen to. I usually listen to this on my way back from work, and I tend to drive under the speed limit on the highway so I can listen to most of it that I can. Great opinions, great commentary, great vibe to the whole thing. 10 out of 10 subscribe. You know what? If you're listening to us and you haven't subscribed already, that's just bonkers, and we have a great vibe, dude. (laughs) I don't know if you know, but we're vibing. We're vibing. Man, that's yeah. some that's some high praise. That's nice, I, uh, dude. Yeah. Thank people, you, guys. People like listening. Who knew? <laughs> I, I had no idea. I thought we'd be doing this ourselves. Are you having your family members review? Is that what that is? Was that your grandma just now? Is, uh, you know, it was not my grandma. It may grandma have Mark? been the guy. I slipped a uh, I slipped a twenty two on the road. Said, "Hey, go find this. Say some nice things." No, <laughs> <laughs> some, just some um, homeless guy. I don't have a sandwich for you, but could you go dude, rate and review take, my pod? Yeah, take my phone, write something. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my uh, god, no. Uh, yeah, man. I you know we we got some pretty awesome fans, and and thank you guys so much for listening. We obviously couldn't do this without you guys listening um, super cool you know a lot of you guys tweet at us and 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 we feel like we're, we're getting to know some of you um get excited every time we see you pop up in our mentions so thank you guys keep doing that um i'm trying to get give better a special shout at twitter. out i'm pretty bad at twitter i'm working on it no you're, you're good you're good we're see we're, we're, what we got to work on is the hashtag dan block watch because uh <laughs> Dan's trying to get blocked by some people. He might get blocked by all of Atlanta United on Wednesday. We'll see. God, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a bad match. Yeah, he's he's trying to get blocked by a player every week. So I don't know if it's worked yet. No, um, no, no. So we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. I did want to give a special shout out to um, our listener Bob from uh, Nebraska. He brought me. A Nebraska Bug Eaters FC scarf this weekend, which is like the coolest thing that I own now. It's got a tractor on it. It says Bug Eaters FC. So, um, thank you, Bob. Uh, it's going to go up on my scarf wall that I'm going to have in my house. So, pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. I, I, I knew about that team when they first got started. Uh, 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 the Cooligans, you know, they, they have a sleeve sponsored on their jersey. And it's, yep. It's a whole thing, man. I was super jelly. I was talking about it on Twitter, and then 
Bug Eaters FC starts replying to me. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, see? You're, you're great at this That was kind of funny. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, um, but yeah, anyways, I, I, uh, I, I am trying to get blocked by people, and I... I swear to God, if Jose, if Josef Martinez scores three <laughs> goals on us tomorrow, I will absolutely get blocked by his Venezuelan ass. By tomorrow, you mean tonight? Because this is a Wednesday when you all are listening, right? This this is Wednesday. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was. I like to go back a day sometimes yeah. and talk like that. <clears throat> you you have you have the time stone from the Avengers. There you go. There's our Avengers <laughs> talk. We had some fans. There that were it like, is. Talk, talk your Infinity War. You teased it. Uh, so there's our spoiler-free talk, um, but yeah, yeah. That, so that'll be a fun one. We'll, we'll have the hashtag Dan Block Watch going strong uh, tonight during the Atlanta United game. Um, but it's coming. We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about Atlanta United, uh, you know, for quite a bit later. But let's rewind a bit first. Um, the biggest news, the big, time stone. Um, biggest news, <laughs> probably. Even bigger than the win is Peter Vermees is now under contract to be the Sporting KC head coach and technical director until or through 2023, which is That's... quite a long time. It's crazy that we're doing contracts into the 2020s. That is um, nuts. So tell me, tell me what you think. First thing when you heard the news, Peter Vermees is going to be sticking around. What's going through your mind? Uh, when I heard the news, they had a entirely too long press conference about it. That <laughs> no, it was crazy. It, yeah. it was kind of it, interesting to hear him long. talk about all that, though. Like he said a lot of interesting things and how some behind the scenes things worked. And if you guys haven't checked it out, it's a uh, it's at least worth it. They they released the transcript of it or the manuscript, whatever you want to call it. They you can go read it. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, he had some really interesting quotes. Of course, everyone wanted to know: Does this mean you're not going to be the U.S. men's national team coach? And you know, he didn't 100% slam the door on that. Uh, basically, all he said was, look, there's no offer to talk about because there's no offer in front of me right now. I'm 100% at Sporting KC. I'm the coach, um, you know, and, and that's where I am right now. I'm never going to say never because you don't know, you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. So um, I think this contract probably makes it much less likely he would leave to go to the U.S. national team if that opportunity presented itself. Having said that, he, he has always talked about how much he would love that job, not necessarily in those specific words, but it's pretty clear that it's a goal of his one day. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Um, even ESPN FC's Jeff Carlisle said he, he talked with uh, Peter, and, and Peter actually has said, yes, there have been discussions with U.S. soccer, but there's been no offer or nothing like that. So, you know, knock on wood, I'd like to keep Peter around for, for quite a while. So, um, oh, this is cool, man. I mean, he's kind of up there in the Bill Belichick's of the world. Like, do you really know what what it, what this team was before Peter Vermees? I mean, it really seems like he is that guy. And the fact that he he says about his players too, like he wants the players to want to be here. He's not going to force anyone to be here, and he in turn also wants to be here. Like he played here, he kind of raised you know raised a family here. So it's exciting for him. Yeah, my favorite quote he said, because he was talking about how, you know, some a lot of times in soccer you see these coaches who are kind of like mercenaries. Like they'll go to, to one team for a year or two and then another team for a year or two. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jose Marino. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he said, I just don't think the grass is greener on the other side. And when you're in a place where you're extremely happy to go to work every day, you're excited, you're motivated – I don't know what else you'd be searching to try and find when it's right here in front of me. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing to have said about your club. Um, it's pretty magical. Yeah. I, 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 and you could tell. You, I, you're right. That press conference was long. I was watching it. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, I was glad I decided not to go because I would have missed far too much work. But... Uh, you you can genuinely tell he loves working for this club and he views this as his baby. He's been working to build this club up from from where it, you know pretty much the ground up for a long time and he's not done yet. He's you know this is what Mike Illig, one of the Sporting KC owners, um, you know I guess when when they were he was talking with Peter Vermees he said. Uh, Peter said, you know, we have a long-term plan. It was time to present this new five-year plan. 
uh, ownership was very supportive of it. Um, but then Mike Illig, the Sporting KC owner, said, I just have one problem with this plan. The guy that is the architect of it, we don't have him around for the same amount of time. So let's talk about an extension. Um, so That's it's pretty just, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It, it's very clear that the ownership loves having Peter in charge and is very supportive of him and is willing to give resources, and Peter loves being here. So I don't know what else you could ask for a coach or a technical director as a fan. I mean... I don't know, nah, man. And I think a, a lot of people have called for Peter's head in the past, and it's like, okay, I think they're I think they're overreacting there. Um, you know, a lot of people would say hashtag Vermees out, and I'm like, okay, we're joking, right? These are all jokes. Yeah, I don't I don't know <laughs> I I don't know what to tell those people because Peter's been by far one of the most successful coaches in in MLS history. I mean, yes. you know, he he brought um, you know one of Sporting KC's two MLS Cups um, as as a manager to uh, to Sporting KC. He was a player when they won their other one. That's um, true. All the the U.S. Open Cups that that he's guided Sporting KC to. I mean, Sporting KC doesn't know true success without Peter Vermees being involved in some way, bro. And think so, of all the players that are still playing today, and and where they started. I mean, you can look at you can look at a Dom Dwyer. Or, or a Christian Namath who came back to the league, um, you know, a Kai Kamara. Everyone's still having good careers and they're having their moments of brilliance, but uh, where did they where they all start, man? Right here in MLS at Kansas City. Yeah. Look at someone like Daniel Shallowy yep, right now. I don't want to lose I mean, him. Let's not talk that's about all, that. That's all Peter Vermees. <laughs> that's all uh, All Peter Vermees is, is uh, it, you know, being – willing to take a chance on a guy like Daniel, bring him in take from a Hungary, chance on me. Uh, put him through the academy. That's, That's an yep, ABBA song. Exactly. That's probably uh, Dan- Daniel's ringtone, uh, or Peter's ringtone for Daniel when he calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just it's so cool. Um, and I, I love the fact that we, you know, more than likely have him locked up for, for a long Absolutely. time to come. So, and you know, pretty darn cool. He. Uh, Go for it. Honestly, forgot what I was going to say right away. So continue. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. I was just going to say he's the longest tenured uh, coach with with a single club in MLS right now. He's he's been the head coach of Sporting KC since uh, I want to yeah. say 2009. And the only other coach who who is anywhere close uh, is Ben Olson of DC United, who may not last the year. I mean, that lasted another nah, month. They're going to get Wayne Rooney, the and they're going to win MLS uh-huh. Cup, man. It's going to be crazy. Wayne Rooney, Mario <laughs> Balotelli, you know, it's all of a sudden they're just going to be the greatest team in the <laughs> yeah. history of MLS. Um, I don't, I don't think Wayne Rooney could do that to a team anymore. Yeah, would he do uh, that? Is that real talk about Wayne Rooney so, though? Side, sidebar. I mean, hey, Stephen uh, Stephen Goff, who is the the big DC United writer for the Washington Post, um, he said that Wayne Rooney has interest in going to DC United, which would be weird as hell. Um, what? Yeah, why DC? I, I don't. I mean, it's a cool city, I guess. You're, I mean, you're. It's like sure, you know, nation's capital, but he wants to you go on a Segway tour, I guess. Yeah, as far away from Zlatan as he can. I don't. I don't know. Um. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, we we have a game to talk about, don't we? We do. Let's uh, let's recap Sporting Casey's one zero victory over the. Colorado I'd like to point Rams. out, but before we before we made our decisions and our predictions, that that was assuming that Felipe Gutierrez would be in the lineup and maybe score a goal or two. Like I, I think we both said that SKC would score three goals. And I think immediately when I saw he wasn't back in the lineup, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, when we recorded our podcast last week, it was before the news broke that Felipe had surgery and would be out for two to three months. Um, Imagine that. Yeah, so when I... Smart, though. Smart surgery. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that was actually another interesting thing Peter said in his press conferences. He goes, look, we're, we're planning for the long term. We're planning for the future. We could have pushed Felipe through this injury. But we didn't have to, and we want to make sure he's healthy for the long term, which one is four years is cool because Peter thinks you know that Felipe is going to be around for the long term, which is awesome because Felipe is really good. Um, 
And two, it's just, it, you know, the team's having all the success they're having right now. You know, why, why rush them? So I thought that was a good move. Um, oh, absolutely. But like and you, he'll be back right in time for the home stretch. That's right. Um, like you said, we thought that Sporting would probably score two or three goals. And you know what? They probably should have scored. Daniel Shalloway by himself probably should have scored two or three goals. Damn straight. Um, but, but, you know. You know, you didn't. What happens when the game ends? Where do you go? Like, I know you're upstairs and they, like, put you on the cold balcony because you're not as cool as some of the other people. But where do you where do you go when the game ends? Where do you do you leave right away or do you hang out? Uh, so the game ends. I go down to the press conference room where if you were ever in, I don't I don't know exactly mm-hmm. field club maybe it's like where all the rich people field have club. their tickets. Uh, they can they can <laughs> look in through the glass now nah, they're up window and you can actually see the press conference. Um, yeah, yeah. So I so you don't linger and see the players like emotions after the games. Uh, I, I usually watch when they like walk over to the cauldron and they all sing like oh, when the Wiz go marching in together. I see that for like a few seconds. Right. But then, yeah, I head down to the press conference room because Peter Vermees and usually one player pretty quickly after the game go right into the press conference. So I try not to miss that. Okay. So go down. I, well, I, let me tell you. Yeah, go for oh, it. Sorry. I was going to say, let me tell you what you did miss because even though this was a 1-0 victory, Every single player did not look like they won that game. They looked they looked frustrated. They looked kind of upset. Like even though they got the victory, like Daniel said he was pissed because he didn't have more goals. I think the whole team they're like, "Okay, we won, but whatever. We should have had way more." And and that's exactly what it looked like from what we watched, but then they felt it too. So they they didn't really enjoy it as a victory, that's for sure. Yeah, and 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 so let, let's uh, let's talk about that that goal, um, and then we'll get into some of this, this post game stuff. So you had texted me right before the game started, Kyrie's gonna get one today. Shelton's gonna score, Ugh. and I and I was like, I'm I'm putting it on Damn Twitter because Dan's calling this shot, and I actually thought you were right, and you were so I I was close too. to being right. Um, he he should have had, and uh, you know honestly. Um, if you if you look at um, his his expected goals for the game from American Soccer Analysis, he had an an, an expected goal of like one and a half. Like he he should have scored, um, but he didn't. It bounced off the post, and then I think it bounced off him, and then off the post again, and yeah. then to Daniel Shallowy, who just fired it into the goal, and. That was all she wrote, and that was all Sporting KC needed. So, God, dude, but know. Tim Howard had one hell of a game too. Like he, all the other chances throughout the game, Tim Howard kept those away, and that was crazy. Yeah, Sporting Sporting KC had twenty three shots in the game. Um, yep. Only only How many seven saves on did he target. Have? Uh, he had six saves. Six saves, yeah. So, um, but you know, Daniel had a hell of a game. He's actually like the Audi player index high score of the week. Which yeah, take yeah. That fantasy team right salt. here. Yeah, but... Bro, I know, was he, like in the top five in our fantasy league this year, this week. There you go. Coos so United. Overall. Coming from behind. Um, <laughs> but Peter actually said, and I agreed with him, I, I asked Peter a question. He didn't get mad at me. He said he agreed with me. And I was like, whoo. Okay, Whoa, we're, we're, what? we're on good terms. Because I asked him, I said, look, Daniel only had one goal, and he probably should have scored two or three more, but even still, he had a really good game. So what, why, why do you think that is, and, and what did you see from him? And he was like, I agree with you. I think this is probably Daniel's best game of the year for us, and one of the best ones he's played you know, in his career with Sporting KC. He should have put you know, two, three other shots away, but he said he, his decision was... was uh, his decisions were amazing. He was he was shooting at the right times. There was only one questionable shot, maybe, but his runs were great. His vision was great. Um, Daniel Shallow is a legit MLS player, and he's yeah, going to be really good. Oh, he's hungry. I mean, you can see it on his face. He's looking to goal every flip in time. Like when he the one where he like half volleyed and and hit off the post was outrageous and then there were just a few others where he would try to like bend it into the goal and tim howard got to it 
Howard Howard really stood on his head for most of the game, and uh, Daniel was pissed because of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still a little bit confused. How, do you remember when that the the ball fell to to uh, Zeusy's feet um, in the second half in about like the 66th minute, and it was like you know maybe four yards right in front of Tim Howard, and somehow Howard dove to his right and blocked what was essentially a point blank shot from Graham Zeusy. Yeah, and it wasn't a hard shot. Zeusy just got a foot on it. He didn't blast it. He just tried to slide it in. Yeah, he probably should have scored, uh, but um, he wasn't able to do it. He that had, was classic Howard, Howard had, dude. Howard looked good. He, yeah, he did. Um, he had another pretty fantastic save. Um, this was a little bit earlier in the second half. In uh, the 51st minute, um, Johnny Russell had the ball after a pretty bad giveaway by Colorado. Oh, yeah. Um, shallowly hit it out to the right side where Johnny Russell split two defenders again. Megged him, um, didn't he? Didn't he make the one? He, I, I'm, I'm watching the highlight right now. He very well may have. Um, he was driving in. Oh, he absolutely did. I didn't even catch that before. You're right. Boom. He totally megged the dude and <laughs> split right between them. Um, uh, and uh, and then he fired it at, at Tim Howard low, and Howard was able to get a hand on it. Um, yeah, Howard had a good game. Man, I'm watch- I, I'm going to watch this highlight over and over again because Johnny Russell is so good. I did not realize he made this dude. Russell that's, is that's he's incredible. he's liking those baseline shots. Like he's driving the baseline. You know, relating it to basketball is the only way I can think of doing it. But he's driving the baseline, coming at the goalie, and teams are going to gra- teams are going to uh, catch on to that. You know, and shut that down real fast. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he plays right wing, um, but he he definitely favors that right side. He he'll he'll, he'll go along the touchline, like you said, or he's done that thing where he does his delayed run into the box, and then like Roger finds him, you know, between the top of the box and the penalty spot. Yeah, um, those are those are kind of his two go to. It's things very predictable, right? So, right? Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. It, it, it's it'll be interesting to see how. He has to evolve his game as teams start to kind of get more tape on him and get used to him because he's not going to be able to meg and split two defenders every game. Um, at least I don't think. Um, okay. you know, they do call him the Scottish Messi now. So right, right. Well, hey, what about uh, <laughs> that? We, we had a question from Eric Martinez on uh, on the Facebook page. He messaged us and he said, uh, you know, maybe a good conversation point. Did you guys notice? more in the first half than not was that the the team was really switching the ball to the left side of the field to Lobato a lot. Um, and, and I, I didn't notice that. So I, I, I wanted to ask you what you felt about that. He, he said it felt like um, they kept switching, switching the ball over to his side. Did you notice that at all? Um, I noticed the ball was on the left side of the field quite a bit. Um, Cause Jimmy was over there. Was Jimmy was kind of playing like attacking mid, um, oh, yeah. but but you know Shallowy's up. Shallowy is on the left side and was having was having such a, a fantastic game. Um, I'm trying to pull up right now, Christian Lobato's. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. Lobato had the ball a lot on the right side, um, and if you kind of left side, you mean left side? Excuse me. Yeah, I, I was I was comparing Lobato to um, to Zussi's chart. Um, if you you know, that's a really good point by him. If you look at Zussi's chart, there are a lot of long ball switches over toward the left side where, where Lobato was. So, um, that's a, that's a good... Do you think there's any kind of strategy behind that? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. It, it, you know, it honestly could have been as, as simple as get the ball over to the left side because Daniel was having such a fantastic game that try to get him the ball as much as you can. Yeah, that's um, true. The kid's hungry. From Hungary. So... Yeah, I'm gonna. Ha- I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch the game yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back now. I'm gonna watch the not the condensed version, the full thing, and I'm gonna try to see if I can c- catch on a little bit more. To Ooh, that. you that's, crazy! It's a good. It's a good. Uh, good catch by it by Eric. Um, yeah, I. I told him. I said, I. You know, I didn't notice it. But I, I think we'll have to go back and watch it a little bit and see. But that that is very interesting to if Peter planned it that way or if it just ha- happened randomly. The uh, the other question we got. Um, we, we got one from listener uh, Corey Matzat. He goes, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Jimmy as a number 10 this past game. I thought he did great, 
but where does that leave Quaze? Um, mm, it's interesting. And 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 Jimmy did do great. I mean, he. I'm looking at he his passing does. chart. It is, it is almost all green. His passing uh, completion percentage was nuts this game. Jimmy's a chameleon. Um, yeah, he he. I mean, Peter has not been shy about saying that he actually thinks Jimmy's best position is in the midfield. Right. Um, he's just also really good at left back. He's just um, fast, man. He I don't can know get what, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so so I don't, did did you see anything in particular you liked from Jimmy in, in the midfield? I mean, I don't know. I I, I kind of wonder what the point of switching it up with him and Kraze was, and why do you put Lobato in there instead of Sesanovic? I was kind of shook all around about the whole thing. So my guess is, and Peter never ever admits to this type of thing never. because every time you ask him, he's always like. Well, you know, we're confident in all our players, and every time we put a lineup out there, we expect to win, blah, blah, blah. Right. But my guess is with the, the midweek travel to Atlanta, um, they were saving Quasi. Um, and, you know, they were maybe even saving Seth um, to, to try to get a little bit of, of rest before the short turnaround. So I would expect to see Quasi starting back in, uh, you know, center attacking midfielder, the number 10 against Atlanta. You think so? Um, I think so, yeah. Because Quasi had had a, a good game last week, too. And he had a couple good um, games, you know, pr- uh, prior to that. Yeah, he's he's starting to come into his own, uh, which I'm really happy about. I, I, I really, really like some of the stuff I've been seeing in the last couple games from Quasi. Um, he still looks like he's a little uncoordinated at times is the only way I can put it. Like, I think he, it's like he gets excited and, like, his feet can't quite keep up with what he wants to do almost mm-hmm. is what it looks like. Um, but I don't know. I'll be curious to see if Jimmy Madronda starts at left back next game because he, uh, he was getting a little tired. Yeah, so. but I think uh, – and you got to think about it. They're coming right off – well, both teams are coming off Saturday games. So I, I, I wonder if they'll change any kind of lineups up um, because you kind of need Jimmy over there to deal with the wingers, dude, with Martinez and Almiron, and, and I don't I don't like that at all. I don't like either of them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good segue into – do you have any other final thoughts on uh, on this game before we start segueing into the, the Atlanta oh, game? Oh, final thoughts on the Colorado game. Just that I was amazed by Tim Howard. It felt like it felt like he was back to his old keeper self, and and then I heckled Tommy Smith on Twitter, and he replied to me. So you know, <laughs> yeah, Tim Howard was really good. If you look at the expected goals for the game, Sporting KC, um, their expected goals were three point six, and we only scored one. So um, some of that is is because of Tim Howard playing really well. Yeah, uh, especially considering. Cauldron was giving him hell all night. Uh, so were they cussing at him? There were some pretty funny chants. They were. You know, which, whatever. Yeah. You know, you, you, it comes with the territory. Right. Um, so they, there was the one uh, two-pole I saw that, that said, Tim Howard, don't cross the line. Which uh, oh, wow. I thought was kind of funny given his red card he got last week from uh, from handling the ball outside the box. He got a red card? Um, yeah, I think it was you, you get sent off as a keeper for handling the ball outside the box. Pretty sure. Well, it he, wouldn't have been last week because he was able to play this week. Oh, you're right. Well, then what am I? Maybe it's not a red. Maybe it's a yellow. I don't know. Something so was it happened the week prior, and that's it why because he didn't play last week. It might have been. That's I, that must be what it is. I'm thinking uh, from a couple weeks ago because he was in the box. Remember? Yeah, that's right. You're right. Um, man, time's just flying. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, Sporting KC should have scored a lot more than they did, but we won. Still in first place in the West. Um, yeah, are we, are we ten games in now? Is that where we're at? Ten games in, first in the West by four points. Not bad. Not, Not great bad. though. Can't can't let up. I mean, you you, you got to keep rolling. You do got to keep rolling. You got to keep your your foot on the gas, especially because the second place team LAFC does have two games in hand. They've only played eight mm-hmm. games. Um, sporting KC's played ten. Bunch of douches. But <laughs> they're man. Side note: Do you see their stadium for their second game? It was yeah, like five minutes before kickoff was empty as hell. Empty. 
Like, I know there's a lot of things to do in L.A., but, like, I thought the well, fans would stick around for more than one game. Right. Well, did, did it fill up at all later? What, were they just stuck in traffic? What happened? I don't know. L.A. LA fans are notoriously fashionably late. Um, but that was pretty bad. That doesn't bode well I, for the future. That's kind of what I figured, that people were just stuck in traffic. I mean, it's uh, – but even sometimes before SKC games, like – I'm like, wow, is this stadium going to fill up? And then it does. So, Yeah. They claim they sold 22,000 tickets to that game. So, what the F? There were not 22,000 fans in the picture I saw. I will just say that. No, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, but, yeah, first first in the West through 10 games, traveling down to Atlanta United, who is first in the East. So it's a battle of uh, the best teams in each conference. Atlanta has 22 points through nine games so two more points through one less game and you were telling me a stat right before this that that made me a a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. so why don't you go ahead and share it with the people no dude the stat that uh atlanta has never scored less than two goals at home they're just accustomed to scoring two or more goals at mercedes-benz stadium scary dude that sucks that's scary that sucks yeah, I, I, you know, Sporting KC is certainly capable of putting up two or more goals. They've done it plenty of times this season. I don't think that I ever necessarily count on them scoring two or more goals, though. Knowing they're capable of doing it and, like, expecting them to do it are two different things. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but... I don't know what to <laughs> think. I'm nervous, dude. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tough game. Atlanta is they have not lost at home this year. They have four wins and one draw. Um, you know they 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 just won uh, last week. I'm I'm trying to remember who they played. They two won, to one, played Chicago. Two to one against Chicago. That's right. Um, so you know they were up two nothing. Then Kevin Ellis hit quite the stunner. Yeah, that was that was a banger from Kevin Ellis. That 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 thing that curved cool. and went in. Um, well, I think bottom line, if you're coming to this podcast for optimism, we're not too optimistic about uh, this evening, folks. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's 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 going to be scary. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. And, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, you get a point on the road, that's all you can really ask for. Um, if, we, if we get you a point that. in Atlanta United, I'm going to be thrilled. Um, that, that'd be great. But I, I also would love to beat them because we got a point against them last year. At home. Remember when Jacob Peterson came back and, and shut us oh, up? Jake. Jake. And where's what are he you at doing now? to me? Uh, I don't know if he's on a team right now. Not even playing for a USL team. Um, I would love, love, love <laughs> to beat Atlanta United. I just like, you know, with their whole, you know, their, their Dirty South Soccer tweet about, uh, Twitter I thought accounts, people said... Yeah, that just I thought they said it was hard to win on the road in MLS, and I'm like, relax, calm down, bro. Do you they know have how so many, many teams... soccer pods as well? Yeah, they got Dirty South Soccer, they got Mouth of the South, they got Five Stripes something or other, Five Stripes this, Five Stripes that. They got Unrelegated. It's a whole thing, man. Yeah, and, and look, good for Atlanta for, you know taking hold of, of of their team and supporting them and all that that's great um i think the thing that bothers me is atlanta is obviously a very good team they've done very well atlanta could not be what they are were it not for the teams that built mls throughout the first 20 years of its existence teams like kansas city like la galaxy like dc united like they all laid the foundation and built this league up to what it is, so a team like Atlanta could come in in 2017, drop 20 million dollars here, you know, 10 million dollars here, and and then all of a sudden just be this this really fun to watch team. But none of that could happen without all of the other teams putting in the work over the years. Uh, and I think just the like constant, we're so much better than everyone else. Y'all are terrible. Like we're just revolutionizing the sport vibe that you get from Atlanta fans. It rubs me the wrong way. Well, let so. me let me ask you this: We don't have another game for another week and a half, 
So don't you think the players will, will not hold anything back from this game at all? They know they have an extended rest coming, so they're just going to lay it all out on the field, man. Absolutely. I, I mean, look, the players know that this, this isn't a conference game. It's not a rivalry, but they know this is a big game. You know, this Huge. is a battle of the two first-place teams. That's and how they they're know marketing that this, everyone, know. Yeah, for sure. And, and they know that Atlanta's the darling of MLS. Like, every time I turn on MLS, it's like, oh, darling. it's another goal of the week nominee from Atlanta. Like, oh stop it. Oh, my God. I don't want to see more Atlanta stuff. I want to take Atlanta um, and just drown them. I just want to hold their head <laughs> in, a, in a stream and just watch them, watch the air go graphic. right out of them. No, I, yeah. Wow. It is. It's graphic. But that's what I want. I want to <laughs> throw them into a moat of snakes. Like, that's how I, I don't like them. A moat of snakes. Dude, just a snake-filled that's... moat. Could you imagine? Would you want to be in that moat? I, I, would, I would not. No. Who would? I would not. Not Atlanta people. They got snakes all over the place down there with their Georgia <laughs> peaches and their kissing cousins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they apparently think it's not very hard to win on the road in MLS um, quick question for you. Do you know how many teams all season long last year had a winning record on the road? Uh, nobody. Exa- well, one. Exactly one. And it was Toronto FC, and they were the best team in the history of MLS. Oh, that's true. Um, Atlanta had a losing record on the road. So let's pump the brakes on. I thought you said winning on the road was hard, Atlanta. Do we have a winning record on um, the road? Last year, right. we were right terrible on the road. Um, this year, let me pull up pull up the stats. It is loading, yeah. thinking. Sporting KC does have a winning record on the road: two wins, one loss, one draw. That's right. So the two wins, uh, LA and Chicago, comeback win in Chicago that we were at, and the LA game that you were at. So wow, um, we only win when I'm there. I was gonna say, I just realized you're getting on a plane to go to Atlanta tomorrow, right? I am. <laughs> I think <laughs> we may need you. Taking a sick um, day, boss. We're gonna we're gonna start a, a, a rapid GoFundMe. Oh my god! Send the band to Atlanta. Um, oh, to have the money to just jump on a plane for no reason. <laughs> I wish, I wish. But no, this this is gonna be a tough game. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put um, put a, a sugar. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's gonna be hard. So um, I don't know. Do you do you do you have a prediction? What do you think? Oh my god, do I even want to? Like I feel like right now I want to be super pessimistic and predict a loss because then if we don't lose, it'll be that much more fun. You know what I mean? I won't be cuz if we lose, I won't be disappointed. I'll be like, "So this coming." You know what I mean? So I could really yeah. see us losing like dude, we could lose 3 to 1 here, man. If if I can bees aren't on their game, or or Zeus and Jimmy aren't taking the wings out, man. They're gonna come. They're gonna come hard. I think. Yeah. I, At I, home. I, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I I don't want to be that podcast that like every week just predicts a Sporting KC win. Yeah, you just can't. Because, like I, it's it's not realistic. Um. I think this game really depends on what happens in the first ten or fifteen minutes. If Atlanta gets rolling and they, and they have that fr- that friggin' train whistle that that sounds every time they score and and they got seventy thousand people, dude, they like, have if, fire. They have fire. It's yeah, liter- literal fire. It's cool. Shoots up. Um, if we have confetti. they score early, <laughs> why don't we just have real cannons we need, shooting cannonballs? We need fire um, and confetti. Like it lights the confetti on fire. <laughs> We need, conf- yeah, confetti on fire. It'll be like volcanic um, ash. <laughs> well, we should tell the club. Someone sent a tweet. I've got, um, I've got ideas, people. <laughs> you know, if, if Atlanta gets a goal early and they get the crowd behind them and all that, this could turn bad for sporting real quick. But I've also noticed that Atlanta's midfield and defense is not very good. Their attack is among the best, if not the best, in MLS. They can't defend that well. So if Sporting KC can punch him in the mouth early, get get an early goal, or heck, get two goals early, I think they could pull it off. I'm just not comfortable enough predicting a Sporting KC win. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it'll be like 
maybe we draw, but if we draw, it'll probably be like a late goal that we like salvage a point in like the last five minutes. It'll be something dramatic like that. Um, oh, but I'm, I'm not confident in that prediction. I know. So. I think Shallowy's, like I told you, the dude is eager for goals. But I also think Johnny Russell's, Johnny Russell's coming in hot, man. He, he's, he didn't get anything last week, and he was so close to getting a couple goals. And I think he he knows he wants one. And Brad Gazan, they're really talking him up. And it's like, okay, Brad, calm, calm your bald head down. Tim Melia has been <laughs> equally as good as you this year. So go go take a seat, Brad. Yeah. Um yeah, Johnny Russell. He he could he could be the X factor in this game. Which, which Johnny Russell shows up. Yes, he could. Um, funny st- Go for it. No, that's I just said yes, he could. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I cut you off. No, that's it. Um I was going to say funny story I forgot to say about about Johnny. So I think some, some people saw the tweet I sent out where Johnny was like interviewing Daniel in the in the post game. Um we Daniel uh Everyone, all the the reporters wanted to talk to Daniel after that game because he had the only goal and he had a really good game. And so we were all like blocking Johnny Russell's locker, kind of. So that's why Johnny just started like making faces and like kind of playing around with with Daniel. Um, but then Daniel started ribbing Johnny Russell back because someone asked like you know about you know the confidence Daniel's getting and, and and when he gets these goals and stuff. And he was like, you know, I just I go home and I just watch video of Johnny Russell and I just dream about one day how I can just be like him. And it was kind of funny. Um, that is very funny. That was right right before Johnny Russell started filming close-ups of uh, Daniel Shallowy's bare chest, um, which got a little awkward. That was weird. They, they do like <laughs> but, to – you do see a lot of male nipples in there, don't you? I've seen my fair share of male nipples. Um, it's interesting. So, it, does anyone have any? Yeah. Anyone have any weird nipples? I have not examined anyone's nipples that ah, closely Jimmy. in that much detail. We gotta we gotta work on your reporting like, skills, bro. Unfortunately, it will be the only thing I'll be able to think about next time I go in yes, the locker Yes, yes, it will. Hashtag so. ni- hashtag nipple watch. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you're gonna come back and you'll be like, dude, no, you're right. Kyrie had these bumpy things. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie had three. I didn't even know. Oh it. shit! Um, he had the he had the the no, third eye. <laughs> that, that is that is not true. Okay, <laughs> just to clear it up, I don't. I I can I can neither confirm nor deny that Kyrie has a third nipple. This this um, got weird. Don't don't hang up. Don't leave it us. Did. <laughs> Please don't leave They'll us. They'll go. Um, so, yeah. Baby, come back. I, uh, <laughs> uh, Atlanta's going to be tough. It's going to be super entertaining to watch. I, I can't wait to watch this game. I am, like, pumped out of my mind. I'm pumped? Um, I'm so nervous. I feel queasy. Yeah. If this game was at Children's Mercy Park, I'd be like, we're winning. And it's yeah, not going to be a problem. Yeah, I think so. But being being here in Atlanta, it's like, oh, God. This is rough. Yeah. Um, they don't lose there, and, man. And they and just yet, don't. It, it, it's tough. You know, they did lose there once to uh, to the Columbus crew in the playoffs. Yeah, so, that's true. That, that just shows they can't go. finish, all right? They can be dominant all year, and then they're like, we don't know how to play off. That's true. That's not quite as easy they as talk, they thought. Uh, this, uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm offensive. Always. Um, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, any any other uh, final thoughts on that game before we do a a quick whirlwind of other news around the league? No, I just think we're gonna. I think if we score a goal, it's only we're only gonna score once, and they'll probably get us two one or three one. Okay, I hope you're wrong. I, we'll I see. do too, man. I don't know. I don't feel confident, so you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll all be pulling together. We'll see. Let's band together. Um, let's 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 throw some throw some shade at Brad Gazan on Twitter or something. I'm I'm ready, dude. I'm like I'm getting some some favorite. See your target. Um, I really do decide my target about halfway through the game. Um, you know, I I, I wanted to uh, I want I went to Tommy Smith. Did you did you see that what I tweeted at Tommy Smith at, from Colorado? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Not that funny. Not that funny. I thought I was I was being cheeky at first. I really had nothing else to say. 
but I didn't know what he was saying. He was like, really? Like, what did what did that mean when he when he responded? I I don't even know if I saw. This. Why don't you t- tell tell our listeners who may not have seen it what you said, and, and then and then oh, yeah. tell us what he what he said back. No, no, I said to Tommy Smith, the defender. I said, uh, "This is Tommy Smith." Uh, every time Johnny Russell comes at him, and it was just I think it was just Michael Scott, right? The whole no, God no, right? And and then he said, "Really?" And then put the like hand on chin emoji looking off into the, the side distance yeah thinking face and i was uh <laughs> i responded i said yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know i i think it's funny yeah that was very funny <laughs> I, I don't know what he meant by that though like really and I, i'm like yeah <laughs> he's like really he's thinking about it he's like you know you might be right like i think that is what i do maybe, when I see maybe that's what he was him. doing but maybe he meant like really like did you not see me not let him score? I mean that's I s- that's probably something. I else. did see Johnny Russell split you and another defender. Yeah, I saw that. So, Left your pants on the ground. I didn't see you guys sh- stopping Daniel Shallowy. Nope. Okay. But um, anyways, I will <laughs> go for Brad Gazan and his Mister Clean looking ass. <laughs> um. Other notable results from from last week around the league: yes. uh, Toronto finally looked maybe good. You know they beat Philly. Granted, it was in Toronto, but they beat Philly three zero. Although apparently Josie Altidore is hurt and will be out for four to six weeks. Oh wow! So yeah, that just uh, came out um, today on, on Tuesday when we're recording this. So um, Toronto still got quite a little hole to dig themselves out of. So we'll see. Um, the New York Derby. Did you catch any of this? Four zero on like right in the middle of the day. So I I think two goals happened when I was at work, and the other two happened when I got home from work. Four zero. It was it was two zero. Red Bulls were beating New York City in the first four minutes. Like, yeah, this was bad. Um, their their big new signing Kaku had a goal in the second minute, and he had two assists. Um, he assisted the second goal in the fourth minute, and then he assisted Bradley Wright Phillips in the 35th minute. And then uh, Derek Etienne got another goal in the 79th minute, and it was 4-0. And Red Bulls, man, uh, you know, they're good. They're really good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you ever do you ever look at the power rankings at all? Uh, occasionally, not consistently. Yeah, I, I, I always try to look at them every week, and... Dude, Red Bulls are number two in the power rankings, and uh, Atlanta's number one, and we're number three. So to be considered in that, in that talk right there with those three, and then LAFC's number four, NYC's number five, that's that's pretty good company right there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I I think um, I think Sporting KC's a really strong team. I I think the West in particular this year is pretty darn weak. Um, and I think that's evident by looking at some of these other results that, that we can see uh, from last week. Minnesota beat Vancouver 1-0, and Vancouver was supposed to be, you know, I, I think by by the standings, they're one, you know, one of the top three teams in the West. They're, they're sitting there in, in, in third, um, but they're not that great. And then LAFC and FC Dallas drew 1-1. The Sounders. Yep, that was kind of exciting. Yeah, that was an exciting game. The Sounders oh, drew 0-0 with a 10-man crew side. So oh, Sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah, man. Seattle's in trouble. Seattle's in yes, some big trouble. Yes, they are. Do you think and they can Columbus climb out of it? Columbus is kicking people in the head. They are. But, I mean, do you did think... You, did you see that? Like, literally kicking people in the head? Yeah, the red card, dude. The guy kicked him in the face. Pedro Santos got a red card. Yeah, bad deal. Um, yeah, it turns out I don't v- VAR. Um, yes, turns out you can't kick people in the head. It was a really high boot. It, I mean, it it was it it almost looked like he he went you know studs into the neck neck of uh, yeah. Will Bruin. It's kind of falling through. Christian and... rolled on. Seattle needs to make a move this summer, and I I don't know, man. The fans are angry. I I know a couple Seattle fans, and they are. Uh, 
they they need change right now. I mean, especially they, they went to two MLS Cups in the last two years, so this is not the club that they're used to watching. No, not at all. And another correction was not Christian Roldan. It was Alex Roldan. There are too many Roldans. Yeah, need too le- many. Less Roldans on the Sounders. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Sounders are in trouble. Um, yep. But, yeah, I just, you know, Houston and L.A., that was a weird game. Um, they, Houston won 3-2, to two, but L.A.'s Houston defense is good. bad. He, I, I think Houston is good. Um, I think Zlatan is pissed. <laughs> yeah, Zlatan's like, what am I doing? I should have went somewhere else. <laughs> he, had, he had some pretty harsh words for his teammates after where he basically was like, we need to figure it out. Like, this, we can't keep doing this. Um, and they're like, yelled, who the hell are you? He yelled at David Bingham after the game pretty bad. So, Well, yeah, it's David Bingham. I'm not even sure why the Galaxy picked him up in the first place when he had a when he had a great season for San Jose. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, my my first thought of David Bingham is that like Sunni Saad goal where it like dribbled right like kind of beneath his legs yeah. last year. Like, or Benny, like, curving one. Like, he just misread the shot altogether, and it just went in the goal. I mean, yeah. how does this stuff happen to him all year? And then LA Galaxy is like, hey, would you like to be our starting goalkeeper? We're trash, and we think you'd be great for us. I don't know. That's just Galaxy, more trash. Like, I don't know why it feels like it's so hard for the Galaxy to find a good keeper. Like, they haven't had one, yeah. really, for, for a little bit. Seems um, like it. So, I don't know. Um, hey, and then quick RSL. Question. Oh, quick yeah. question about Atlanta. Do you think do you think Atlanta puts out a different lineup on Wednesday when they have quite the rivalry game against Orlando on Saturday? That is a good question. Because we don't play uh, Saturday. They do. That is a really good question. Um I don't know. See, that's the thing. This is like such a marquee game for MLS this week because it's the the first place team in each conference right but they're not just gonna but, put their feet up and sit back i mean no obviously but, put out a lineup to compete i it does make me wonder if maybe they pull some of their key players a little earlier than they normally would um you know like maybe joseph martinez comes off in like the 65th minute um i don't know it'll be interesting to see because yeah, or, yeah orlando orlando i was just about to talk about they're suddenly looking really good they've won six in a row they're climbing up the eastern conference table so uh i I can't overlook them so yeah i don't i don't know that'll that'll be an interesting one to watch um rsl dude i was i was watching that match and rsl had some serious shots and they just couldn't finish them i was like why is rsl not winning this game right now and then orlando came back yeah yeah, Orlando, they're they're a strong side. Um, I'm done with it. and 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 you want to talk about Kyrie Shelton not scoring goals? Uh, how about Justin Miram for Orlando not scoring goals? Yeah, but they haven't really needed him. Haven't really needed him to score goals. Uh, just like we really haven't needed Kyrie to score goals yet. So, no, not at all. Now let me ask you this: Is it is it Kyrie or is it Kyrie? That's what I want to know. Uh, how do I say it? Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Sh- I think I kind of say it Kyrie, but I, I don't know if that's like right the, like the Kyrie, like what? Tyrell, what you know what I mean? I'd probably go back and forth. Um, but how do you, does he ever say it? Does he, does he ever say like, my name's Kyrie? I have never heard him say it. I think Peter says Kyrie. Yeah, yes he does. So, that's probably what it is. And I probably butcher his name. So apologies. That's all good, dude. apologies it's not the f- to Kyrie. Uh, he he forgives you. Um, is there any other game coming up this week, either Wednesday or on the weekend, that you're especially looking forward to outside of ours? Uh, dude, I think our, ours has so much hype around it, and I'm not just saying that because we're sporting fans. I'm saying that because it really is the top two teams in the league right now. Like that's that's pretty exciting. I mean. If this is later on in the season, this is MLS Cup, for God's sake. So we got to be excited about that. But if you're looking a little little more forward, 
I mean, you got, I mean, FC Dallas gets to go play the other LA team. I mean, that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. LA Galaxy against FC Dallas could be a good one. Um, it's I so funny because I want to see Colorado bounce back at home against the Red Bulls. Like they, they need something. They need to do something, and they get to they get a chance to prove it at home. Yeah, though, though, I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but good for them if they can. Um, and and you also have LAFC in New York City, right? The, yeah, that's going to be a fantastic one. I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to watch that Orlando City Atlanta United yeah uh, game. That'll be good. Is the, it rivalry week? I don't think so. Because you got Portland, Seattle. S- yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like we'd be seeing Heineken all over everything if it was rivalry <laughs> week. That's true. Um, Smelling it up. But you mentioned Portland and Seattle. Also on Wednesday, we got Seattle and Toronto. And it's just so weird that the like preseason, you would have picked this week as like, man, those games are going to be so interesting. And it's just like, no one really cares. And it's 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 just strange that uh, MLS Cup rematch and what's traditionally been the best rivalry in MLS is just kind of like meh afterthoughts this week. So I don't know, man. Yeah, the league's crazy. It um, is indeed. Last thing I want to mention before we go, um, you see the reports today that. Enner Valencia, a striker for Tigres out of the Liga MX, is uh, apparently has eyes on MLS, either MLS or China. Um, he's 28 years old. And... MLS or China? Yeah, so quite what the difference the there. What the hell? Okay, but... I've got my mind on this uh, hot supermodel <laughs> or this old wrinkly lady, and I, I might take one of them out for a date. We're the old wrinkly lady, dude. <laughs> well, he'd probably make a hell of a lot more money in China. Um, oh my gosh, no kidding! But who knows? His quality of life might be better here in the states. All I'm saying is, I wouldn't mind if Sporting KC kind of took a look at Enter Valencia because he was in the Liga MX best eleven in their last season. Um, He's he's pretty darn good. He has Premier League experience with both West Ham and Everton. He's been with Tigres for a couple years now. He's got 21 goals through 41 appearances for the Ecuador national team. He can put up some goals. He's only 28. He's not old. So, interesting. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, my my biggest concern about him is he literally did fake an injury to escape police who are waiting on the side of the field to catch him for unpaid child support in Ecuador. Oh, okay. So that happened. He, he faked an injury, got on a cart, and drove away, and there's video of police running on foot after this injury cart where he faked his injury so he could escape their uh, escape from them who were trying to catch him for unpaid child support. So, slight red flag, but a little as bit. far as the soccer goes... As far as the soccer goes, he's pretty good. So, yeah, no one anyway. wants those strings attached, though. No, but I don't know if he's if he's got that all that sorted out. He's he's a pretty good player. So, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily love the idea of Sporting KC signing like a thirty-four-year-old Fernando Torres for many millions of dollars. So, right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you have any other final thoughts before we let let the people go? Uh, rate and review us. That is it. And let's go drown these bastards in a snake moat. <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully we get a good result against Atlanta and we'll be back next week talking about how happy we are. Uh, but until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Snake moat. <laughs> When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.